Welcome to A Woman's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode, we're doing another episode for you on traditional styles represented by craft breweries. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Greetings. We're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. Oh, I enjoy like hitting you with the different intros. <laughs> like I'm trying it. to think. Last I'm trying you to didn't think what's do an exciting no, one, and I was I was like, oh, no. she didn't do one. And then today no. you did. I'm gonna just I'm gonna pepper them in so that you're yes. not expecting them because if I Love do it. if I do that every week, you're gonna come to expect <laughs> it. Next yeah. time, maybe I'll hit you with the salutations. I don't Ooh, know. It'll just that's be exciting. I, I appreciate what I like, yo, because <laughs> dear listeners. Return next time to see what Joy's <laughs> greeting will be. It might be normal. We don't know right <laughs> Who now. Who knows? <laughs> I don't it's even know yet. The roller coaster of listening to a woman's brew. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, anyways, this week, brown ales. I brown am ready ales. to get. So I'm can I just call it now? Like mm-hmm. I think brown ale well i think I'm, we're kind of behind on it already brown ales have really made a comeback so uh, Do you know so what? many brown ales happening i think traditional styles done by craft breweries is this year's new trend like forget I'd the dippers it. forget the tippers i love them but i think what's hot now is going back to tradition and going let's make a really well crafted traditional ale. Oh, that make me so happy i love a brown ale and it's one of those things like now we're suddenly seeing breweries doing them which is making me incredibly happy um but it was one of those things where do you know where you get to like um the end of the year and everyone's like or just at the beginning of the new year and everyone's like what's the hot trend gonna be like what beer do you want to see this year and I was always like a brown ale I want to see a brown ale I love a brown ale and everyone's like yeah we love brown ales and then you just get hazy IPAs which is cool (laughs) That's cool. You know, everyone loves Heisey IPA. You do you. That's cool. But I wanted brown ales. Um, and well, you now got your wish. starting to get them and I'm really happy about it. You got your wish. It's like the breweries are like the Oprahs of brown ales. They're like, and you get a brown ale and uh, you get a brown ale. It's it so many happy. brown ales. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to just learn a bit about them because obviously... You're the big brains on the styles and you yes. are here to tell me about them. So shall we say what we've got lined yes. up for today? So we've got four brown ales this evening. Um, they are, I will hold them up on the camera for anybody that's watching the video. Big <laughs> ones as well. Like we are not oh, skimping. <laughs> These are big brown ales. Some um, physically in size. Yes. <laughs> so the first one we should be trying is Samuel Smith's Nut Brown Ale. This is a very traditional one. As I always say, if you want to try a very traditional version of a style, Sam Smith's is your brewery. Um, yeah, so this is brewed, it's brewed with well water Ooh. and um, done in their Yorkshire squares, which we'll talk about when we get to it again. If you, yeah, if you're watching the video, I just did the rotate, let's yeah. rotate the board situation, and this then you is could a see it. Pint That's it. Bottle, bottle as well. Like, oh, we should specify British UK pint. pint. Yeah, British UK pint. pint. <laughs> British pint bottle. An actual like, proper pint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the big job. Um, so we've got one of those. Then mm. we have got. The Colonel Brown Ale. Now, another, if you want a brewery that's going to make you a brilliant, well-crafted, classic beer, the Colonel is your go-to. Right, so I'm excited to try this. I've not tried a brown ale from them before. 
No, and um, that's it, as we've spoken about them before in the sense of how yes. they always make such quality beers, not even just traditional styles, just overall, just they make beer. such quality yeah. beers in general, but they're always the ones that we never make an effort to buy because of the fact that we are magpies with labels. So <laughs> yeah, um, that's the one that always gets the boot out of the basket when we're, when we're trying to these... cut down. But we made an effort this time. Yeah, to make, they've, just got got a kernel. This, they've got these really clean, just brown paper labels, which is very artistically lovely but does not catch when my you're eye. a magpie like us <laughs> does not catch my eye i want like you always say unicorn unicorn rainbow farts yeah <laughs> my well, that was, that's what i want yeah exactly <laughs> and that and that's it it's like this one we did make an extra effort to get it and to be fair i feel like you know how we always say oh it doesn't you don't know by looking at them what you're kind of going yeah. what you're kind of going to get in there i kind of feel like this style though goes with yeah the, with the brown yeah it so, does um and this one says it's hopped with mandarina bavera which is Ooh. interesting because i wouldn't say that is a traditional hop to use in a brown ale so we'll see how that comes out um so those are english brown owls there are also american brown owls and we have luckily picked up the elusive brewing mechanism which is an american brown owl so that's going to be exciting and um, we'll talk about what the difference between the English and the American ones are shortly um, and then we have got an actual American brown ale from Licking Hole Creek Brewery but this is a blueberry French toast imperial brown ale so it's a little bit different a little bit of a twist because it's got fruit in it yeah we thought we'd cover the ground yeah, we go proper proper traditional yeah and then just a craft representation of that traditional um then we'd go uh, American style craft traditional. And then we thought we'd go proper American all out <laughs> over the top. Uh, madness. <laughs> bit with a blueberry French toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So why do I love brown owls? This is why I will tell you, dear listeners and viewers. And me. So, <laughs> and you. So um, a brown owl generally if you like in you know in very general terms because you know we've got a fruited one here we've got an american one here um they will have more nutty caramel flavors they're going to be lighter on the hops so you know chuck those rules out the door when we get to the american one um so they are they are a malt forward beer and you are looking for caramel nutty toffee maybe slightly fruity flavors and aromas they're like they're just to me, those are the flavours that I want in a beer when I just want like a really comfortable beer, beer, that, you know, a beer, beer, not just like, you know, like a fancy sour. Because I, you know, I love my fancy sours and I love my, I love my fruited. And you when, know, when you want a beer that ones. just tastes when like beer. When I want beer. a beer, a brown ale is what I'm going to go for. So um, they are not going to be roasty like a porter or a stout so this is this is where they start to differentiate out um if you look at the history so i went back and looked at the history of brown owls for you dear listeners uh, and tori and it's interesting and there's not a lot about it um and i think it's because they kind of came about um around about the same time as porters and stouts and milds um, because all of those beers, as we've talked about in, if you want to, um, so we did, so we looked at stouts in episode 27, if you want to hear more about those. Um, and we also covered a little bit about porters and milds in our Christmas episode, which was episode 14. So go back and look at those. Um, 
or let us know if you want us to go do more of a deep dive into Porters and Wilds. Yeah, I was going to say, the Stouts. We have the Stouts, but Porters Porters and and Wilds we haven't. We can do a deep deep dive into those because that'll make me happy too because yay dark beers. You just you will take joy just, in that. I will take I will take all the dark beers. Bring them. Bring You're going to be sending like fake emails to the to the account, going. I'd really like if you guys did that, please. Thank you. Right. And I'll be like, look, we got an email saying how many. We've got so look many. many. Look, Joe Blogs, <laughs> Joe D- John Doe. <laughs> anyway, we digress as usual. Um, it's thought that these came about this time. So the beers at that time were darker and brown because the the malt that they could create at the time this is pre um daniel wheeler's uh, invention of the drum roaster where you could get uh, a more even color and um maltsters could then regulate the temperature and the length of time that the temperature was on those grains to get the varieties of colors that we understand today um so you ended up with a lot of kind of brown maybe slightly smoky depending on how they were malted malt so it's brown malt you end up with brown beer um but as those innovations in malting happened brown ale was separated from your ports and stouts because those beers used roasted barley in them to get that lovely those lovely roasty flavors a brown ale was an ale that didn't use those because it doesn't have or shouldn't have those roasty flavours. You want your more caramel nuttiness from them. And it because it is less roasty, it's also slightly sweeter. So they were known as the sweeter beers that people were enjoying at the time. Um, but then, as this regulation of malts came into play, more pale beers started to come in and people really liked the pale beers. We ended up with pale ale and india pale ale um so the pale beers almost killed off brown ale and it was almost completely gone up until the beginning of the 20th century so it was then revived now there are differing stories about how it was revived i feel this is like your regular thing when you're really digging into beer history you'll read one story and you'll be like oh that's how that happened and then you read another story and you're like oh (laughs) But they think it was that. So always yeah. take all of this with a pinch of salt. If you really want to have a deep dive, like go do your own research. But these are the things that I've read about Brown Owl. So we can start your journey into beer history for you. <laughs> um, so some people think that it was saved by either Man's Brown Ale, which was brewed in East London. In about 19- <laughs> I was thinking like some guy's Brown like, Ale, like just Man's Brown Ale. Like M-A-N-N. Man's Brown Ale, which was brewed in the East End by Man's Brewery, um, east, east of London, and that was about 1902. Or the more famous one, I think, I'd not heard of Man's until I was looking it up. The more famous one is the Newcastle Brewery brewed Newcastle Brown in 1927, um, and they were in the North. Now, we'll get into this in a minute, but interestingly, there are two categories of English brown ale. You've got your southern brown ale or your northern brown ale. Ooh. Southern Man's Brewed in London, which maybe our London uh, colonel is going to be a southern brown ale. Um, and your northern brown ale, which might be our nut brown Ooh. from Samuel Smith. So we'll see how that goes. It's showdown. 
it, there's also the name has changed over time as well a southern brown owl can also be referred to as a london brown owl um, and a northern brown owl can be referred to as a northern english brown owl not entirely different <laughs> so creative on their names there <laughs> well, i guess if they just say northern they're like yeah. well how far north? but it depends <laughs> depends on where you look as to what they were called but there were subtle differences so a northern brown owl is usually stronger less sweet more bitter and is a red amber brown a london or southern brown owl is lower in abv sweeter has a lower ibu so is less bitter and is dark brown in color so it's very subtle differences so right there though from the abv yeah samuel smith is five percent and the colonel is 5.6 so they're not that different really so the kernel's actually higher only a little bit not too much but so that'd be interesting to see we might have to to compare colors and flavors and we'll see how we get how we go because it may not be i don't think it's that cut and dry (laughs) but those are your those are your potential differences in the english ale um and then of course you get your american brown ale um what do we know about american american beers everybody they're higher in ABV and they're oh, yeah. always. Well, like, well, sometimes I suppose they can play with that. But it depends on what you want. Gen- this one generally same, same. Oh yeah, same, same. And I bet it's hoppier though. Impy is a lot. Yeah, because that's well, an imperial. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. generally, generally, <laughs> the American versions of anything is higher ABV, higher hops. Um, that was started to be brewed in America in the 1980s by home brewers. They took liberties with the recipe, added more hops, bumped up the ABV. It's always, um, yeah, always hoppier. Always away. Always, always hoppier. Always away. Um, and it is thought that the American brown ale was first developed in Texas. Oh, interesting. Um, California has something to say about that. <laughs> but generally it's thought that Texas was the first to develop the brown ale in America. Um, and they have made the hoppiest version. Oh. But a general brown ale is more balanced. So it's it's still hoppier than the English one, but it is more balanced than the uh, hoppy Texas brown ale. I don't think I've had Texas brown ale. I quite like to try one. I don't think I've had um, any brown ale in the US. Oh, really? I have. I've definitely had brown ale. I think I've had more brown ale in the it, US than I have over here. If I've had it, it's not been something that I've realised that's what I was having yeah. in particular because i can't remember every single beer i've had so maybe i've had one just like in passing somewhere but i've never like it's not something i drank regularly enough that sticks I've had a lot in american brew pubs so it's the kind of thing that you'll have on they'll have on kind of on tap yeah our brew pubs and in alaska really brew pubs. <laughs> we don't really have brew pubs in massachusetts specifically yeah. maybe they do now but they did in alaska they did. in alaska in oregon like i've had you in those, alaska those sort of i love Alaska. you know i love alaska i, I, I drank a lot of beer in alaska this is the thing this is why i can harp back to it because i drank a lot of beer there so jealous and canada i had some brown ales in canada <laughs> but a really good example if you want to go and get uh, other than the elusive one that we're going to drink today um a really good example of a American brown ale that you can get over here is Cigar City's Maduro um, and that is one of the one of the versions that is um, on the list of commercial examples that BJCP puts out so go and find yourself one of those because Cigar City do really good beers anyway uh, and try that if you would like to so 
Shall we crack a beer? We should, but I'm just going to point out one other difference between the US and the UK beers. Yes. This is a US pint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this is yeah. a sad, yeah. <laughs> this is a sad like... US pint and a, a proper pint. This is like, um, those of us in the US didn't know what we were missing until we came over here and got pints. Like, look at that difference. I mean, it's 550 yeah. mil versus, what is it, like 470 three mil or something i don't even think it says on here no it doesn't it's just but it's i think it's about four seven yeah something or other for for our listeners this is is, 40 versus a an america yeah Yeah, if you're watching the video i've just held them up um if if you're for our listeners the point american can doesn't even completely meet meet the entire bottle height like it's a bit of bottle and neck that's bigger than like the, you just want to go like oh bless you but yeah i mean d- definitely higher abv so it's like we're yeah. smaller but we're feistier so yeah don't take it for granted but it is a sad point <laughs> bless we can right. open Samuel so Smith's. we're gonna open Samuel Smith's nut brown now. So I'm expecting good things from this. I, I love the way that on mine I always manage with the Samuel Smith's. I always manage to let the bottle caps <laughs> hang off. I don't like to take it off completely because it just I don't know, it feels more it's got a uh, for those that are listening, it's got a foil around the top of the neck and over the over the crown cap. Ooh, that's a lovely colour. Um so Oh, and my glass is clean. I thought it was going to be filth. It it's is not. a lovely red amber colour and it's quite nice and clear. It's got streaming bubbles in it. So it does go with our Northern Brown Ale should be red amber. It's got a nice creamy kind of yellow cream head. Yeah, I'd agree on that. Definitely getting nutty. I'm getting nutty, but I'm also kind of getting a bit um, like a bit fruity. Mm-hmm. Like um, yeah. as in like the raisin. Dried fruits. Fruit. Yeah. That will be coming. So this will have been brewed with Ooh. English ale yeast, and so that gives off fruity esters. So when you said nutty, what I just got on there when I did the swirl and sniff, I just got like hazelnut specifically. Like wh- when I say hazelnut specifically, I mean like when you get a coffee and they and you go, "Can I get some hazelnut syrup in it?" It was like concentrated hazelnut scent. Yeah, it was nice because it was. I was like, "Is that vanilla?" No, it's hazelnut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's good. I'm going in. Ooh, well, that was nice. So no roastiness. No. A little bit of maybe a touch of toffee. Nutty. I'm not so much getting that, but I am getting nutty. But then I've only had one sip, so it's, fruity. It's a, yeah, fruity definitely. Nutty definitely. Um, for me, I need a few sips for my taste to adjust to it. Definitely the dried fruits coming through with it. Yeah, for sure. Ooh, it's easy. A nice one. It's light. It's easy. Yeah. I would say it's definitely like lighter, and it's not like it's not watery thin, but it's on the thinner side, so it just makes it a little bit more like sessionable when you're drinking it. And it's not it's not overly carbonated, but there's a nice tizz there just to keep it all going. Yeah, Doesn't make it too syrupy. No, because it is no, quite no. sweet, but yeah. you, but it's not so sweet that you don't that it's cloying and you don't want to keep drinking it. Oh yeah, I'd agree. Like it's not really got a dry finish, but there is. It is it's, it's not. It's slightly a long, dry sweet for finish. me. Yeah, for me it's slightly dry, but it's not. It's not as dry as some other ones. Like I wouldn't necessarily like ones that I describe as dry. 
a more full-on dry than this this has like the dryness element to it but then sometimes it's a bit difficult to tell when it's like the carbonation and when it's just properly dry if you know what I mean yeah because I think because the carbonation comes in right towards the back of this it's kind of like has that dryness quality to it yeah yeah definitely mm. um so if you haven't listened to our stouts episode we did a Samuel Smith on that one we did indeed and they ferment their beer in stone Yorkshire squares um so those are basically stone open topped fermentation vessels um and rather than it being shut in uh it's open the, there's no lid on it and it just ferments freely <laughs> um which gives it uh it allows for the dry, dry for a bit of dryness it says on here and with the rich nutty color and palette of beech nuts almonds and walnuts oh but i don't think i've ever had a beech nut what's a, oh, beech, nut? a beech nut i can't even picture a beech nut and that comes off of a beach tree. Oh, I like that. Um, the one thing I will say is what I really like about the label as well is it gives a serving suggestion. Yeah, so really it says like, like Stilton cheese, games such as a roast grouse, pheasant, partridge, roast and barbecue duck, Ooh. guinea fowl, pepper steaks, spicy foods. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, teriyaki, Thai food, Malaysian and Chinese food, and biryani. Yeah, so that sweetness is going to pair quite nicely with those those flavors i wonder if that like do you think that's across the board on it or that specific type of brown ale that they're, um, that they're going it, for i think when we tried the kernel it'd be interesting to see if that is less sweet or more sweet and whether it's got more bitterness in it and whether that will make the difference to that fair oh i'm just kind of gutted i didn't read the label first because now i'm kind of like i wish i had something like <laughs> spicy or teriyaki to eat with it. i don't think i would pair the blueberry french toast one yeah probably not that one <laughs> those things, that's pretty that one's probably gonna be a hard pass yeah <laughs> i've been looking forward to that one but we'll get to that one when we get to that one yes mm. should we crack open the kernel and see how yeah, it compares because i'm just down that <laughs> i know that i was sipping away that really quickly it was an easy drinker Ooh. I like doing these like traditional comparisons. It's quite fun to just see sort of traditional, traditional compared to craft traditional. This one's head is a lot more lively. Yeah, for me, big. Oh goodness, it looks quite similar in color. The same color. Yeah, I think if anything, it's a bit more red. So I don't think we've necessarily got a proper London slash no. Southern brown ale in in our range. I think we've got more northern brown ones, which is fine. I'm going to pour a bit more of the Samuel Smiths just to do a bit of a next to each other situation. There's enough of the Samuel Smiths to go around. Yeah. Um, Similar colour. Interestingly, I think the heads are similar, but if you're going to like really, really look at it, it almost kind of looks like the Colonel's head is a bit spongier, I guess, for lack of a better way to explain it. I would agree with that. And the kernel is more red, and the Samuel Smith is a bit it's more. A, it's a it's a deeper red. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a deeper, deeper red on that one, more bordering towards ruby, and I think it's less. It's I'm getting a bit of pine in this. I'm getting yeah. less. Interestingly, because I didn't expect that at all. Um, I'm not getting dried fruits out of it. I'm get at least not to that same degree. It's probably very mild if if it's coming through at all. But it's more nutty, pine, earthy smells yeah, coming out I'm of this getting, one to me, which I'm is interesting. Yeah, I'm getting walnut, specifically, 
and pine. And that I reckon that'll be the mandarina bavera. I think I wasn't really expect, expecting to get pine out of that. Yeah. No, I wasn't. Ooh. It has got bitterness to it. There's higher, higher bit- I think it's a higher bitterness, obviously, than yeah. the Samuel Smith. But it's not... Um, as a person that doesn't particularly love like high levels of bitterness usually it depends on the beer like when it's well balanced i don't mind like a bunch of bitter west coast like i'll have a west coast that's fine Um, but just bitterness that overpowers things i just i'm not a fan of this was like quite well blended bitterness yes um and i would actually say it's a bit resinous as well on the taste i would agree with that i'm definitely getting more of a walnut whereas the last one was more hazelnutty as you said yeah yeah yeah. it's definitely more dank (laughs) just wanted to use the word but yeah this is definitely like this one makes me think more of being like properly outdoors like this is like the outdoors version of it yes autumnal there you go that's a better I, way i'm to almost say it. getting a very light bit of chocolate bittersweet chocolate yes i could see bittersweet chocolate yeah. in this not so much like a creamy no no milky chocolate or anything no, like that like a dark chocolate yeah it's, it's really dark chocolate with hazelnuts pine and resin <laughs> yeah pine and resin <laughs> the pine and resin flavored chocolate um it's That's interesting range. yeah that we could invent the beer oh range God. of chocolates why are we not and oh, we should be enterprising this as we speak <laughs> synergy joanne I'm just gonna throw like business words at you synergy um, i thought it was really interesting because if i remember what you've said correctly now my brain is just a just yep. a dumpster at the moment um the london one's the one that's meant to be sweeter isn't it yeah which I and what i found really interesting is the one that's literally from yorkshire's oldest brewery is the sweeter one yeah and the london one is definitely more like high levels of bitter and it's just yeah. a bit different than kind of the description you gave of what I don't they think, tend to be i don't think we've got a true northern english brown ale in this mix i think we've got one that's like a bit more even though it's just because it's brewed in the north Mm. doesn't mean that it's necessarily northern in style um so i think i don't think we've got a true northern brown ale in these at all this kernel one's like a few sips in and it's a bit more i'm getting more smoky elements to it as well like i don't know you getting smokiness in yours yeah i give you swirl it around and then swallow it it's a bit more smoky and then it almost has for 5.6 percent it almost has a boozier taste to it i wouldn't say an alcohol burn but i would say that the way that the flavors kind of stack up it gives it a more boozier just overall taste to it yeah and it's not that's not necessarily actually that's um 5.6 is outside of the traditional brown ale range it should be between 4.2 and 5.4. So it's just ever so slightly outside. So I think it is a little bit more, a little bit more out there and experimental. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And it's just, but to be fair. And I mean, as we said at the start, kind of, we, we've always avoided buying, not avoided buying kernels. Not avoided, we, act, we didn't just, actively no. avoid it. It's just, you put it no, in your so basket. I've, de- I've definitely got more kernel in the fridge downstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, you put it in your basket and then you go, Oh, I can only, take three out of these 20 beers yeah so let's kick some out um and the kernel always seems to be like we said many times before those that were magpies those ones seem to be the ones that just go first um not first but up there yeah. and i think this is one that i feel like 
the label and the taste do actually complement. even though you it sounds silly because it's like it's just a plain plain ass brown label and so you think that's like yeah that doesn't that doesn't express a lot does it and it's yeah. like actually if you drink this and I know this is the same for all of their beers, so it's not like they've gone, this is specifically yeah. for the brown. No. But it matches the brown now really well. <laughs> and I'm like, actually, yeah, that's quite a nice pairing there. Yeah, I like it. I'm happy. I like both of those. They are they are delicious to me. That is the kind of beer. Like, if you want to make me happy, get me a brown ale. <laughs> or, think... something, or something with raspberry in. Or, yeah, anything or raspberry get me though. a raspberry brown ale. <laughs> And I'll be happy. I'll be super happy. Has anyone done a raspberry brown now? Um, so I'm currently wearing my One Winged Angel t-shirt from Boutilliers. Ah. That wasn't a brown nail. It was a brown stout. It was a raspberry brown stout. But that was my beer of the year last year. It was delicious. I really liked just the artwork for it in general. I just thought it was really nice. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I liked it. I think I've got, also from the Colonel in the fridge, um, an export brown raspberry ale a, a raspberry Ooh. brown ale export raspberry brown ale i know they've done an export stout and i think their export stout yeah. is quite good i've got that in the fridge because you know raspberry <laughs> you could raspberry you could do it. it you could do a raspberry brown I ale yeah i think you should try it next on the list i mean i've got a, i've got my raspberry but raspberry my brown ale is brewing downstairs right now mm. that i brewed for the big brew oh yeah i forgot you did that mm-hmm. that's gonna be a, it's gonna be a hazelnut one so. Oh, I love hazelnut, so I'm all aboard that. I think for me, out of these two so far, I pr- prefer the Samuel Smiths, not because there was anything wrong with the Colonel. No. It was quite experimental, quite quite interesting. I just found it less sessionable for me. Yes. Than that, because I'm, I don't mind pine and I don't mind you know more resinous, dank type flavors. Um, it's just that that's not what I was expecting for a brown ale. Um, so for me, it wasn't as sessionable as the Samuel Smith. However, really interesting. And I definitely think people should try it if they haven't already, because it's definitely an interesting one to, to try. I think they are both delicious. And if you put either of those in front of me, I'd be super happy. But yeah, I like the, of, if, I, if you force me to say you could only have one, <laughs> there can only be one. It would, be, one, it would be the Samuel Smiths because it's just, it's a bit more caramelly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's the dried, the dried fruits yeah. for me that gives it yeah. that like sweetness. It's like I love sweet. sweet I'd be interested beers. to know what what strain of yeast Colonel used for theirs, because you're not getting those fruity esters. Hmm. So whether they, they may not have used a prop like an English ale yeast for it, but that's anybody just... knows if anyone yeah, happens let to us know, know what yeast Colonel used, or me you wrong. can find out. Let us know. They, no, they be totally did, Joanne. Be quiet. <laughs> like Joanne, <laughs> shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you speak about Colonel like yeah, that? Right. <laughs> right. Next one. Are you ready to move on to the next? Yeah, one? let's move on to the American Brown Ale. Yeah, I'm excited um, about this one. Yeah. So this one's the elusive one. Um, and I, for anybody, I, I'm a bit of a comic book geek i used to read not so much superhero comics because that's not necessarily my thing i'm more independent comics um when i lived in the u.s i worked at a comic shop comic and music shop so i was able to buy comics so much cheaper which was great so (laughs) but um the artwork on this so elusive always does their 8-bit stuff and i'll hold it up to the camera so you can see it you can see it's a bunch of video game cabinets like old school video game arcades um 
and the artwork on it reminds me of this comic called Why the Last Man. <laughs> and the artwork's very like dark and very, very similar style to this. And I absolutely love this label. So I was like, yeah, I'm getting that no matter what. Like, I don't care what style of beer it is. Like, I just want the label on that. And then when I found out it was an American brown, I was like, Joe, you'll really like, you'll want it's this so as well. <laughs> so I'm excited to see what it tastes like. So um, an American brown ale, as I said, will be more hoppy. Um, but it might have chocolate and caramel flavours. Um, it may have that nuttiness, some toastiness. Um, it may also have some citrusy, fruity or tropical flavour, depending on which hops they've used. Uh, it does say on the back of this can, they have used Enigma from Australia and Simcoe from the US West Coast to add depth of flavour and aroma atop the toasty malt base. So... That's interesting. The colour is head on same as the massive. <laughs> yeah, massive head. Same colour as the last two, actually. So you say that, but I would I would say for mine, for what I can see on mine, it's a bit more like a bit lighter. Mur- murkier. Is that no, mine's not? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's not murky, but what I mean is the fact of, like, you get the colours, but the highlights don't come through as clear as they did in the okay. others. Like, it's a bit more faded in right. colour. Not that, not in a bad way, like not like you look at it and you go, oh, yeah. it looks really murky, but just in the sense of it's the coloration is a bit darker, but where the light comes yeah. through, it's a similar color. I don't know if I just did even a decent <laughs> job explaining that because I feel like that was a really shit way to explain it, but <laughs> I tried. And I did have at their tap room when the tap rooms first opened that weekend, I did have, uh, I think it's called Sonic. That was a brown yeah. ale. Yeah. That was on on tap. It was really good. <laughs> it was really really nice. So I'm getting a little bit of caramel, but also some like floral fruity. I'm getting notes. I'm getting floral fruity, slightly piney, and a bit of nutty. slightly earthy. Yeah, and a little bit of nut. Yeah, I would agree. Right, and the head the head looks more um, again similar to the kernel. It's definitely yeah. more of like spongy. a spongy spongy. spongy. <laughs> right, I'm going in. Oh, I like it because it's got the hoppiness to it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I'm here for the hoppiness. I like it, but it's very, I think it's, it's not very different, but it is different. It's different. Because you've got, you're getting that real hoppiness in the taste. Yeah. And I think the hoppiness is kind of landing similar to me in the way that the pine did with the kernel. But actually, there's less bitterness in this. The bitterness compared to the kernel, yeah. I feel, is a lot lower. So for me, it's a lot more sessionable than the kernel was. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's more citrusy and yeah. nutty. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely say that. So any any fun facts about brown ales? Any other, any other facts you've got about them? Any other brown ales you've had that you like? Oh, I've just got a bit of coffee in the background of that American <laughs> brown ale. Sorry, that just came if anyone's, through, wa- if anyone's watching the video, as she went to go sort of have a think, she stopped like mid movement and just went, Ooh. Yeah, then I had a weird coffee bit. Um, anyway, back to yes. So I say you can have some... weird coffee bits. Coffee bits not weird. Me are it's not weird. Great. Just it, it was unexpected, is a better way. It was unexpected like, coffee. Unexpected coffeeness at the end there. Um, yeah, so I saved a couple of little tidbits for you. So, um, you know, I love my fun facts. Hit me with them. Newcastle Brewery um newcastle brown i think is probably like if you are someone about a brown now they would probably to say to you oh yeah nuki brown 
Um, that's probably the one I've of the most famous. I've got yeah. a question. Is that the one that's in the clear bottles? Yes. In the yes. I'll get to that. Okay. Sorry. Um, I'm sorry. So, didn't mean to preempt. <laughs> no, it's fine. So, um, that was brewed in first in 1927. Um, the brewer's name was Lieutenant Colonel James Herbert Porter. Um, and when <laughs> yeah, and when he brewed Newcastle Brown for the first time in 1927, he actually thought it was a failure because he was trying to brew um, a beer like Bass Pale Ale. <laughs> that is so. I, this is the best fun fact. Isn't this that the is, best one? Yeah, I like I that like, fun fact. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. But what? I've got so many yeah. dishes. Question. He thought he was brewing a pale ale. He instead brewed a brown ale. And now it's one of the most famous brown ales probably out there. So obviously he was like, mm, don't judge book by its cover. Let's still try it out. Which is a lesson to everybody that's trying home brewing. Even if it looks like crap, try it anyways. Because you can be the right, next If it tastes all right, yeah. Like unless you are putting it into a competition and they're going to judge it to a particular style guideline. If it tastes good, go with it. <laughs> let it ride <laughs> good beer is good beer like end of the day if it makes you happy drink it um so as tori said nowadays when you see newcastle brown it is in clear glass bottles yeah, that really irks um, me <laughs> just don't it like has, it so it has a, a blue star on its label and the blue star actually represented the five breweries that were in newcastle at the time um it is in these, in, we're going to go back to these clear glass bottles. Now, um, I don't know if we've spoken about this before on the podcast, but you shouldn't really store your beers in clear glass bottles. It doesn't afford any protection to the beer against sunlight. And uh, one off flavour that you can get in beer is when it is light struck or it's called skunked. When, um, so it's if there's um, hop, um, hop, particles in your beer are uh, volatile and when those rays hit those they turn them and they, there's like a chemical reaction and you get this skunky smell off of your beer now I've had it happen to me I had a I came up this is this is my little studio where I take my pick my geeky beer pictures and I came up here I poured a lovely tropical pale ale it's like coming out of the can you were getting mango and and pineapple and all that loveliness I was like oh this is gonna be great took my picture it's a lovely sunny day literally walked outside to go and sit down and by the time I'd sat down that smell was gone and it smelled skunky oh, and no. I was like oh and it, it can happen in you know minutes seconds it's very very quick we need to have like a it can happen to you <laughs> poster to you. <laughs> don't be fooled it can happen to you um, now so this is why a brown bottle as I'm showing here, which Samuel Smiths and the Colonel are in, or even better, a can, which no light can penetrate at all, are the best to store your beers in. Um, green bottles are okay. They afford some protection, but a clear glass bottle will afford absolutely no protection at all, and your beer can be skunked very quickly. Now, there are a few very famous macro brands <laughs> that are sold in clear glass bottles um, and it is thought that now the customer base is used to that happening to those beers and they just accept it as part of the flavor of that beer or rather than actual hops because it's the hop 
that's in that like I don't know I can't remember whether it's the hop oils or like this so it's the hop um um what's the word I'm looking for profile not part not <laughs> I keep saying particles and it's not particles um molecules <laughs> the hop molecules yeah so the hop molecules in the in in the beer that's what the chemical reaction happens with so that can be taken away if you don't actually use hops in your beer so you can use a hop extract instead so there's one called tetra hop that certain beer brands will use so they can put their beer into a clear glass bottle and it still tastes the way they want it to however you've not got actual hops in your beer can do with that us, what you will can you tell us which beer it is i don't know which exactly which one it is but we're googling that after. Brands, <laughs> brands that use clear glass bottles corona um i mean Nuki. heineken Nuki, yeah well they use a clear glass bottle and i suppose i suppose maybe they feel they can get away with it because it is a less hot less hoppy beer maybe yeah and i mean because you'll also get um some lambics are in green bottles but that's because they don't have they don't really have any at maybe not any at all hops in them um so that it's not gonna they're not gonna be affected well that's it but if you're just like here's my lager right and and it's in all and it's in like a clear bottle yeah not as great is it not as great yeah it's just although i I say that i say that and you can get like i think the term skunked is less used over here than it is in the US because you can have bit like you can have a Budweiser that sat in the fridge for like a Bud Light that sat in the fridge for like you don't even know how long it's been sat there yeah. and then you're like I guess I'll just have this this is all I have right now and then you take it out and you're like it's eh, skunked yeah. <laughs> and I think that's good but I think we always used it in the phrase of like you've taken it out of the fridge put it in the fridge taking it out of the fridge oh, yeah. put it in the fridge and then you go and drink it and you're like oh this is minging it's it's, sk- it's skunked no nope. and it's like no it's probably just because it just wasn't a good beer in i mean it's probably, that's probably just staled <laughs> yeah no that's that's yeah. how like we would use the phrase yeah. is like it's skunked it's gone off so it's really interesting to hear that you're like no 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 that's like a like skunking like a proper, is a thing and it's like smells, so it thing. smells like it smells like skunk and if people are like what does skunk smell like it can smell like uh, marijuana it can smell like uh, freshly brewed coffee some people find Ooh. that like, yeah but not like not in the good way oh like when <laughs> yeah. it's burnt and you're like no, not even when yeah. it's burnt like it's like that I suppose it's like when it's um when it's still you're getting like that slight vegetableness to it don't yeah, know if you've you know, never like smelled that, that. No. There is a there is some some when freshly brewed coffee and I think it's it depends on how you pick it up because as we know everyone picks up everyone picks things and up flavors different, in a yeah. different way. Some people say it's like freshly brewed coffee. Some people say it's like marijuana. Some people say skunked. It's just not nice. <laughs> Protect your beers, people. Protect put your beers. You don't want it to smell like the weed. <laughs> or put them in in cans because then no light can get in at all. Yeah, I think thankfully I don't think I've ever really seen like craft brands as such using clear i'm like i'm trying to think of when i've seen even like even green bottles like i don't think like uk like but even so like i've seen it on a lambic but would i associate that with like a craft brand like i probably in my brain so that's like a which again there's that blurred line between like traditional craft like you know it's more style based but I think when you think of a UK craft brewery I'm struggling to think of one that that does anything other than like a 
brown yeah bottle <laughs> brown bottle or a can nowadays yeah or a can that's yeah. it and cans cans are so much better for the environment because they're lighter and they're easier to get labels off <laughs> yeah <laughs> way more important you can just peel it's very the label important off. <laughs> you can just peel the label off and then if very you want true. to reuse it to grow plants because i've reused bottle or cans to to grow plants in before and uh yeah made candles out of them yeah recycle but first and we foremost purpose, we purpose let me reuse. take the label off <laughs> Because that's the most important piece. <laughs> but speaking of cans, the one thing yeah. that I will say, neighbours to Elusive, which will be no surprise to everybody that I'm saying this, if you've got the bets on me, take a drink. Um, so <laughs> Siren Granola Coaster. So they yes. re- more recently over the last few months, they've done like a series. So you've got Granola Coaster, which is their Granola Brown L. If you watch the video, I've just got it up. It's a nice little label. Um, that's a 6.5% granola brown ale so that was like the original one that they did and then they've come out with some additions since that original one and those additions are you've got the coconut and almond granola brown ale and that's a 6.5 percent just holding that up to the camera if anybody's watching the video uh, and then you've also got a cacao in orange which is a granola brown ale which i so that's 6.5 percent as well so this one the cacao and orange granola coaster that one i've bought as a novelty i was gonna say because you you don't really like chocolate orange and you're not a massive fan of depending on how they put the cacao nibs in you're not a massive fan it depends on the usage of like if the cacao is the only taste depending on how it lands don't really love it yeah um and chocolate orange i mean that was a very diplomatic way of you to phrase that i effing hate chocolate orange f you terry's chocolate orange don't like you i'm i'm holding my hands together so i don't make rude gestures i just yeah don't like a terry's chocolate orange (laughs) don't like it everyone's like how can you like this is going to be divisive i'm going to get hate mail don't care well i don't Don't hate it it's not my favorite i prefer white chocolate orange i hate it I am like team chocolate before. mint. Team chocolate mint. Oh no! See, I don't I like chocolate, chocolate mint. Yeah, I just I'm don't chocolate. Like I'm I'm out here on my own with chocolate like, raspberry. Ch- you're like, can I have chocolate fruits, please? Because yeah. <laughs> you're like the healthy option. Yeah. I'm like chocolate orange. No, like <laughs> or chocolate caramel. mint all the way. Yeah, it, it just no. Uh, there was that one that I got, and I got another siren chocolate orange one recently. I don't even remember. Oh no, it wasn't a siren one. It was something else that was chocolate orange, and I got it. And I was like, was it a top gonna... rope one. Yes, it was the yeah. top rope. It was the top rope stone cold cream Austin. Awesome. Yeah. Everyone knows how I feel about an ice cream pail. I was like, I'm getting an order from top rope anyways. I'm going to get this chocolate orange. And I was like, I hate chocolate orange. <laughs> But I'm going to get it because I want to know what it tastes like. And I'm not going to I'm not going to slate them for it because I know that it's not my style and I've not had it yet. And I bet it's going to be amazing if you love chocolate orange. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just hoping that the, the flavors blend in a slightly different way. So watch this space. We'll see how I feel about them <laughs> next time we record. Hopefully I'll come back and I'll tell you how I felt. It was amazing. So- so yeah but I thought I'd just share that because I thought that series that Siren did was quite interesting where they yeah, were like, I think we've that's done really interesting. that and now we've done variations of it so it'll just be I really like how they do that they, they do a series of different ones like they take the same base beer and then do different variations like they've done it with Broken Dream I love the Broken Dream yeah series. the Broken Dream ones are good yeah. you've got so I've sent you some of the Broken Dream yeah. varied ones um and then I also like how they do like the Nitro versus Norm they haven't yeah. done like a Nitro brown or else I get that as well yeah. but um 
Yeah, I, I just like thought it was quite mute interesting. The, it would mute the nutty it, and It does tend to, thing. to be fair, the nitro yeah. piece. It's got to be, re- like, it's got to be executed in a particular way, like yeah. the Caribbean chocolate cake. That, like, really got it. Yeah, I think with really, something really like good. this, it would mute it. But I'm really particularly interested in the coconut and almond one. Because that, to not... me, I'm like, yes. I found myself drinking more coconut beers, but uh, coconut isn't a favourite of mine and almond's not a favourite of mine, so... Oh, happy for any nuts. I, I don't discriminate on the nuts. Um, <laughs> coconut, give me, give me your sabro, give me your actual coconut pieces in there. Like happy for it all. So that to me is like, yes, yeah, you see, can. I'll send you all the chocolate orange, and I'll take all the <laughs> yeah, coconut. perfect. Sorted. This is why this relationship works so yes, well. Yes, it's literally perfect. And it's like if we if we meet up, <laughs> it's like well, we can just try sips of each other. Yeah, and go, don't and like you it. You can have, have it. it. You can have that one. I'll have this one. Dunsies. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited for this one now. Um, I'm gonna I, be honest. I think this is going to be up your street, you know. Link the. I, I always giggle it's at the name. Cinnamon. I don't want to read it out because the name. Right, so fun, fun thing about <laughs> Licking Hole Creek, right? Um, they funny were thing one about of the it. first that they were. <laughs> other than that, people think the name's funny. Um, it so it's, a great a, name. it's a brewery <laughs> in America, um, and it was one of the first beer accounts I think I followed on Instagram when I first started getting into beer it's a fun fact um, like even before before I started a woman's brew account um just on like my first ever Instagram <laughs> you know that one the one that you start when you first get into Instagram and then you realize <laughs> that actually you need <laughs> you to diversify into whatever your passion is so then now you probably delete all one. the old posts no, mine is like, still sat there them. right so mine's still sat there with like my original account with whatever it had on it and like that's still just sat there and sometimes I pop back and put things on it but I, yeah, I, really I don't ever like it's still use my original I don't really use it but not that much because no. I've had to go private with it but, but um yeah Licking Hole Creek <laughs> was one of the first beer accounts I ever followed on Instagram because they were building their brewery and they were documenting it on Instagram and I was like this is so interesting like I'm never going to be able to get their beers but it's really interesting and then um brew dog when they had guest beers you know back in the day um was doing a sale to clear out whatever they had there and they had um a German chocolate cake beer that was licking whole creek and I was like oh my god that's that brewery that I started following like a few years ago I'm having that beer and it was absolutely delicious and then our favorite trembling madness got several of their beers in not that long ago and I was just like I am buying all of them and then yeah well we did the brown the, yeah. the when we were planning for the brown ale episode yeah we were like yes basket put that in the basket put that in it's there happening. brown ale American brown ale stick that in there done I like um, that it says brewed and bottled with love by Licking Hole Creek. But they <laughs> like just, they just make really happy. good, they make good beer. And the I'm label really gives me Greek goddess it. vibes. It is like beautiful. Very... Yeah, so it's got um, like a, it's got a heart, a brown heart with a cross through it. And then there's, what, what is this symbol at the top? It's something so specific, I, I can, I can, I can summarise this for you, yeah. right? It's like, if you were like me when you were in your teenage years and you were like a scene kid in the US listening to him, um yeah it's a hot it's like a heartogram but on top of it is the leviathan that's like um, if you're into uk beer <laughs> leviathan symbol on top of it yes. of a him heartogram yeah and oh, then yeah. it's got wings but the wings are made out of french toast sticks 
Oh yeah, those are French toast. Yeah. And then there's like I thought those like banana slices or something. No, I don't know. They're French toast sticks. Um and then there's like a, a like a Grecian urn pouring blueberry syrup on the heart. It's classy. It's fun, I like it. I like it. And on the back there's like a little cardinal. Yeah, so that's the top of their, it. I, I like think it. that's their symbol because I've that was on the that was on the German uh, German chocolate cake beer I had, but he had like a little German hat on. Oh, cute. Yeah. Yes, this one, if we read the backs, blueberry French toast brown ale is our American brown ale conditioned on fresh vanilla and cinnamon. Mm. Oh, already, yes. Ooh. Blueberries and noticeable maple syrup flavour, double yes. Nuanced and delectably quaffable. You'll be wondering why we didn't make this sooner. I'm wondering why I didn't get it sooner. Yeah. Seek inspiration in all that we do. Why not find it from the most important meal of the day? I normally skip breakfast. So <laughs> sacrilege. <laughs> My breakfast is a very large coffee. Sometimes two. So that's my breakfast. Terrible. But I do like a bit of French toast. So. Yeah. And of course, so um, French toast is essentially sweet eggy bread. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should translate that, isn't it? It's right. better eggy bread. It's not better. It's just it's better different. Eggy bread. It's, it's, it's sweet. different better. No, no. Because I like eggy bread as is. Do you know what I like? Eggy crumpets. Background to crumpets. Boom. Oh, that's blown my mind. Eggy crumpets. Got to try it. You've just given yeah. me ideas for the weekend. <laughs> anyway, 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 back to the beer, because I will always bring up Magpie. crumpets. What? <laughs> crumpets. What? All right, I'm excited to have my sad, my sad American pie. It smells, it reeks of blueberries. And when I say reeks, I mean like in the best way. Yeah. Do you know what? Oh, fucking it smells like blueberry, blueberry hubba bubba. <laughs> it kind of does smell like blueberry hubba bubba. Again, the colour is similar. Like, yeah, I'm surprised how... Colors. I am surprised that, like, colour-wise and then head-wise, it is a nice, decent head, nice, like, yeah. beige-ish It's about head. the same colour as the kernel. I was going to say, it looks to me just from yeah. looking at it now, it looks very comparable to kernel. Ooh, blueberry. It's very blueberry on the nose, and I love blueberry. One of my favourites, strawberry and blueberry, my favourite fruits. Raspberry. Soz. Oh, this is lit. Oh, my God. The bitterness is higher, but you barely know. Like, the bitterness is higher than the elusive and the Samuel Smith, probably lower than the kernel. Yeah. But it's hard to tell because it's masked so much by blueberry and maple. It's gorgeous. And then there's just in the background, there's a little bit of sweetness from the vanilla. Yeah. Not like the, there's a very light spice from the cinnamon. Very light. Yeah, it's not a cinnamon, like, if it were no, me, I'd be like, double, yeah, you'd be double like, the cinnamon. Three times that <laughs> like, cinnamon, do you, please. Do you think you have enough cinnamon? Double it. Because that's not cinnamon. enough cinnamon. Yeah. Not enough. But it is just there to balance those flavours. But it's very well balanced. Like, I would say it's quite complex because there's so many different, like, layers to it. Yeah. But it's so well balanced. Just... And they all come through. Like, you can make them all out. Yeah, but then they kind of come together in such like a harmonious way that it's just like, oh, yeah, it is very much. I I think blueberry French toast is a very apt name for it, and I mean, I wouldn't even looking at the profile of brown ale, like I wouldn't say it's that far off a of brown ale. Like like even though there it's not is, traditional, I suppose there is that element is still there. There's nuttiness. I think they needed the brown ale base for it to get that sweetness that. Um, that like the nuttiness is there just to give it give it some body 
and but I feel like there's like also a bit of hoppiness. There is like a bit of hoppiness to it, which I think it does read as like an American brown ale base, but then it's just yeah. more like it's a twist. It is definitely a twist, twist. and I feel like it definitely comes through that that's it. Because if you were to say, if you didn't tell me the style and you just said, oh, it's blueberry French toast, I would be like, oh, okay, it's not quite a, it's not really a porter. It's not really roasty in that sense. Oh, mate, like I would think maybe it's a low because it does not taste 8%. Um, no. I would Dangerous. say like, oh, maybe it's like a lower ABV stout, maybe. But then I would think like maybe an American style stout in the sense that yeah. it's like darker, but it's hoppy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because it doesn't taste like a pale or, you know, anything like that. So I no. think it does fit brown ale yeah. quite well. I like it. I like mm. all of these that we've had tonight. I do it's as well. It's going to be a fun evening finishing these off. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. I don't want to share this one. This one's really nice. I want to give you can't have any of that. No, probably Sorry, not. Sorry, Rick. You're not getting any of that one. I'll let him have a sip just so he knows what he's missing. <laughs> if you had to rate them from like the what, like if you had to, like they're all, I think we can all agree they're all really good. Yeah. You had to rate them. Someone has a Nerf gun to your head and is like, I, this is going to be really annoying for you. <laughs> If you don't pick them, pick in order. Um, Blueberry French Toast, Sam Smith's, Colonel Elusive. Interesting. I mm. think I would go <laughs> Lick and Hole. Yeah. Then I'd go Elusive. Just like saying it. Yeah, I, I could have said Blueberry French Toast, but Lick and Hole is <laughs> way better. Um, then Elusive, then Sam Smith's, then the Colonel. And I think oh. the Colonel for me is the lowest only because it's very well crafted. Yeah. It's it's great um but the bitterness for me is just too hot it, it just it's too experimental like to yeah. yeah and I think like for me the experimental nature of it when I'm strictly in the setting of a brown ale I think I mean this is experimental but yeah. I think the pine I wasn't delicious. expecting the pine See, catches I, me off guard <laughs> I I put the kernel higher than the elusive only because I really like the walnutiness of this I guess um, there's a difference between the I nuts. like that. <laughs> That's nutty. Need to look right. So do you know what? This is where you need to join, build your beer vocabulary. Your and beer we vocabulary. do, which is my beer tasting course, where we build your beer vocabulary and we we do sensory experiments where we taste all these different things. So you taste a hazelnut next to multi beers, you taste a walnut, you taste an almond to get to calibrate your palate into remembering those flavours. Shameless join, plug. Join Build Your Beer Vocabulary people and Energy. I will help you differentiate between your hazelnuts and your walnuts. Thank you very much. For me, just, thank you. Thank you for attending Joe's TED Talk. <laughs> this is my TED Talk <laughs> about the difference between hazelnuts and walnuts in beer. I thank you. Oh, I love that. I think I feel like that's as good final thoughts as like how we rate things. Um, any other final thoughts besides besides your TED Talk? Beside my TED talk, come and buy my course. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, honestly, on, on a serious <laughs> level, definitely check it out because, like, I, I know that you do some stuff where it's like, you know, you get this fruit and you'll like really dig into that fruit yep. and then, okay, how does that compare? Yeah, so and we do. So for, for Hops Week, we look at citrus fruits and tropical fruits and we don't just, like, you'll taste the fruit, you'll smell it. You'll do the, like, we do the peel. Um, if you've got a pineapple, you smell the outside because that's woody. Like there's all there's all different bits to it, and it's all about building those words, 
in your head to equate to flavors and aromas that you can and we can pick those up in food and we already have words that go with those um in b you don't always you go that tastes like something but what does it taste like so by trying and smelling those things you're then calibrating your brain to go that is pineapple that's pineapple in that beer exciting come join us yeah. next course is very hands-on <laughs> next course is until june but come join us <laughs> get hands on in June you've got lots of time now you've got no excuses hands on in June um final thoughts from you um I love I still love a brown ale (laughs) um I'm glad that I got to share my love of brown ales with everybody I hope you love brown ales too if you don't that's fine um dm me you can send them to me i'll give you my address um, <laughs> she'll send you she'll send you all her dippers and yeah dippers. you can have all my dippers and tippers um we'll do a straight swap no worries um i i'm very happy that we're getting more brown ales and that we're getting more traditional ales because i think um i think that sometimes it gets forgotten that the styles that we that are very popular now are based on those traditional styles like we wouldn't have the styles we have now if those traditional styles hadn't come about and then people had experimented with them all up for experimenting you know hello I this is French like jokes, i was gonna say ale, i was literally just gonna amazing. say like this is the perfect example yeah. of what you've just said but. where it's like this is this is so much this is like relates to the yeah. dessert stouts for example yeah. but, but where did it come from if you had if someone hadn't have made like if you know Mr. If Lieutenant, I'm going to find his name now, Lieutenant Colonel James Herbert Porter hadn't messed up his first pale ale recipe, this wouldn't exist right now. So let's give a little bit of love to those traditional ones. You don't have to like them, but they are where your beers came from. So, you know. But also don't put them in a glass bottle. Yeah, but don't put them in a clear glass glass bottle. bottle. (laughs) We can can pay homage. Let's not pay that much homage. Final (laughs) thoughts. I love brown ales. The end. <laughs> That's good. Final thoughts. I think um, my final thoughts are licking holes. Great, um, and uh, yeah, I'm digging it. And um, I have more of an appreciation for brown ales than maybe I had before. And I feel like I've definitely walked away learning a little bit from you. So thank you, Joanne. You're welcome. That's what I'm here to do. Brilliant. If anybody can reach out to you about your school, your beer school, uh, or brown ale uh, suggestions, where can they? If you would like to talk to me about brown ales, um, and you would like to send me your brown ales because you don't want them, you can message me. Uh, I am a woman's brew. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, but if you would like to know more about sensory ex- uh, sensory experiments that will help you build your beer vocabulary. Um, you'd like to know more about my beer school i am love beer learning that's on facebook instagram twitter tiktok and pinterest we are everywhere come and find us um feel free to come and ask me your questions um and let me know what you want to learn about about beer because i'm open to doing videos and content about all of it um i also have a website which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk and you can see more information about the courses and such there and we also have our email address which is lovebeerlearning at gmail.com we will pick up emails for the podcast there so tell us what other styles you want us to do a deep dive into and we will plan those episodes for you um tori if they uh want to ask you why you hate chocolate orange where can they get hold of you (laughs) 
Well, first of all, Joe, I'm just going to say that if we get a lot of recommendations from like for Porters and Mild uh, episodes and they're from like Samuel Smith's at gmail.com, I'm going to know it's you. So <laughs> real it. suggestions, people. Um, if someone wants to, I don't know, hate on me for hating chocolate orange, I really hate chocolate orange. Um, or you want to just recommend me some more interesting licking whole beers that i can try you can just find me on instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism that's it until next time cheers, cheers. <laughs>